0: Digital Days Gaming Episode 2. We survived our first week, and people seem to like it.
1: Yeah, I, I people like new and shiny things, so we'll see what week two brings us once we're just like an old podcast.
0: Yeah, so this is the first week that we are doing the stream or the podcast live on Twitch, so twitch.tv slash Digital Days Gaming. Uh, you can watch it live on Sunday nights at 930 uh, eastern time and then like we said before the podcast will upload later in the week tentatively the schedule right now is fridays at noon um, that could move up depending on how things are going with certain with uh, certain aspects as we are still figuring out our personal schedules how long it takes to edit the ability of uh, the company that we use simplecast uh, to upload a podcast at a certain time so we're still tinkering with things but right now the schedule is Live on Sunday evenings, uploading by Friday morning, noonish Eastern time, and still uh, going back and forth with that. So we've done a whole bunch of social media pushing, obviously, since uh, we launched uh, technically only three days ago, but it feels like it was a very long three days. (laughs) Yeah, it has. It has. <laughs> um, and there was a bunch of stuff going on too. while we launched, and we weren't sure how great that was or wasn't going to be. But um, we appreciate everybody—the follows and the the Twitter follows and the Facebook likes and the Facebook group joining, uh, the Twitch follows, um, all of it. YouTube subscriptions—the amount of views that we got on YouTube is actually what kind of blew me away the most off the right off the bat. But it, was, uh, it wasn't 100% available on all Apple services. We learned a lot of things use Apple. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I kind of expected that to be a thing, but we were at the mercy of Apple's approval system, which yeah. doesn't really give you a lot of insight on uh, how long it's going to take.
0: But I think we got all the kinks worked out. So if there is a podcast service that you're, that you normally use and for some reason that Digital Days Gaming is not showing up on there, please let us know. And we can look into it You let us know on Facebook, on Twitter, email, anything that you would like, and we can check it out and try to fix it. The only one that I know for sure, and correct me if I'm wrong, Michael, but I know for sure that we're not doing is Pandora, because you said that they had something funky in their TOS about ad revenue.
1: Yeah, that sounds like they overlay ads and that's just not, uh, like, getting, they overlay ads and then whether you make revenue off that is very uncertain. It's kind of at their discretion, so... Uh, let's grow a little bit before we approach Pandora, basically. And I don't, I didn't even know Pandora still existed, right? To be honest,
0: I think we got all the major basics covered with uh, with iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify and the other services that the link with iTunes. So uh, we are up to episode two. So we did actually survive the first one, and we're back. And we're going to jump right into the news. Uh, I was traveling this weekend, so I didn't get a lot of uh, time to look at things i was messing with a lot of the social media stuff that we were doing but i do know that blizzcon happened on friday the first
1: yes uh blizzcon happened uh it opened uh the the, why we were away blizzard kind of got into a little bit of trouble with how they were handling the hong kong protests and uh, their games so people going into this year's blizzcon were very curious to see uh will there be protests uh will blizzard come out and talk about uh their bad takes on the protests and uh there were protests outside of blizzcon um and they did sort of address uh the hong kong uh, situation um and their bad reaction to it in terms of uh for those that aren't aware there's a little background um one of the players that won a tournament. Uh, said free Hong Kong and wore a mask and Blizzard suspended him and took away his prize earnings uh, for that tournament. And then that just led to an outburst uh, from the community of just, you know, they're silencing someone. They disqualified him, suspended him, and that just sparked a bunch of stuff to where the point where uh, may from overwatch became an icon for the hong kong protest and was being used to spike blizzard to see if they can get china to ban overwatch and take you know stick at the blizzard so blizzard ate a lot of shit uh the last couple weeks uh for how they handled that and they kind of did a non-apology apology uh to open blizzcon like they said like we messed up but they never really said like we're sorry and how we're going to fix the situation. It was just kind of like, yep, that happened. And it was kind of weird. Uh, the, 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 the crowd at BlizzCon accepted it. Because obviously the, the people that are going to BlizzCon are diehard Blizzard fans. Uh, but it was definitely a weird way to start off uh, BlizzCon. Uh, but they had to address it. And they kind of addressed it in an indirect way. Um, But then they got into the games, Uh, so we saw uh, Diablo 4, finally. Uh, They didn't formally announce it before, but they said, you know, they're working on uh, Diablo 4. Um, It's going to be a darker side of Diablo. uh, Dave, you played Diablo a little bit, right?
0: Very, very little. Very Um, little. Just very, very little. Never really got super into it.
1: Yeah, uh, they they said this is going to be going back to the darker roots, and they showed... Uh, some gameplay and some of the MMO systems that are going to be in it in terms of like running into other players and uh, things like that. But it's still at its core Diablo. Uh, So it's, you know, isometric uh, action. Um, Then from there, they got into a bunch of stuff that me and Dave aren't really too into (laughs) in terms of like Hearthstone and World of Warcraft uh, I respect you
0: know, what Hearthstone is and the amount of people that play that game, um, but I've never personally, like, checked it out myself.
1: Yeah, uh, same. Um, and I've always been afraid of the World of Warcraft kids uh, growing up, so I've stayed away from World of Warcraft, uh, though a lot of my friends uh, and, like, coworkers are playing it again since they released uh, WoW Classic. Mm-hmm. Um, so they announced expansions coming to that and uh, things for, like, the full uh, game. Or the you know like the current uh, wow, uh, and then uh, to jump to the thing that I'm most excited about, and I think Dave actually was kind of impressed with what he saw, uh, <laughs> but I might like uh, destroy some of those like uh, surprises that they've had for that. Uh, but Overwatch Two was formally announced; it was leaked a little bit before, and Overwatch Two is gonna be weird. Uh, so it's gonna be uh, they're adding a pve kind of campaign uh they're adding a hero upgrade system for the pve stuff uh like with hero missions or legend missions uh it's where you get new abilities for the heroes for the pve uh and the hero missions uh and then they are going to add new characters obviously new maps um and uh, well it's a, a new mode.
0: game right
1: yes But they're doing something interesting uh, for the old game. Um, They uh, said that uh, the game's going to be kind of cross-play, or it's going to be cross-play with Overwatch 1. Uh, Overwatch 1 players aren't going to be left behind. They're still going to get the new heroes and the new maps uh, to the first game because they said they have 50 million players in the first game and they don't want to leave them behind. They don't want to fracture their community so that stuff is going to be cross play between overwatch and overwatch two it's going to be the heroes and the maps are going to be playable for the people that still have the base game and i'm assuming that means they're going to continue to be free uh for the base game because they don't want to fracture that community at all and this is the way they're going to do it uh, which is super interesting way of doing things uh which I, I I'm I'm super happy about just because I've built up, couple, got, at least over a thousand hours, uh, maybe two thousand hours in Overwatch 2. It also Overwatch solves
0: 1. the problem for all the loot boxes and the and the skins and the and the the things that the players have earned and everything like that.
1: Hmm. And a good thing is, uh, if you do just make the jump from Overwatch One to Overwatch Two, your cosmetics, the stuff you've earned, is going to carry over. I'm just really curious on how this system's gonna work and how long they plan to keep that running before you know they cut it off especially as new consoles are approaching and they're doing a new like art design a little bit a little bit of an art design for overwatch 2 uh so i'm wondering how that's going to play with each other um they said overwatch 2 is in development for pc ps4 xbox one and switch i don't know how true that's going to be with There not being a release window or date and a new console's coming out next year, Uh, but I would imagine they would probably just, they would have to stick with that and then bring it out on the new consoles and hopefully cross-play between all the different consoles will be a thing. Uh, Except maybe minus the Switch, because the Switch is kind of a a mess uh, of a game.
0: So the crossplay aspect though, are they saying that like Xbox can play against PlayStation cross play? No, no. It's just crossplay between Overwatch One and Overwatch Two. Platform to platform, or um Console to Console.
1: Yeah, specific yeah. to that console. PlayStation so. to PlayStation. Yeah, yeah PlayStation to PlayStation, Overwatch One, Overwatch Two. They haven't gotten to any details on that. I, I hope they open it up to where Xbox people can play with PlayStation, especially from what I understand, the the hierarchy is in terms of the community is Overwatch. Uh, on PC is the biggest community followed by PS4 and then Xbox 1. So I would imagine they would just want to just combine Xbox and PS4 together just to keep that community as large as possible. Uh, especially if they're going to expand with the second game.
0: So um, what is, like, so what's the two then? So, like, what what is what would make you buy another disc?
1: I'm guessing it is the the PVE stuff, the story uh, aspects of it. Cause I, they showed a cinematic and I was in the middle of work watching it, but damn, did I almost want to cry watching that cinematic? I watched so that the eight
0: minute thing. That looked really good. Yes.
1: And the only thing that bummed me out is the, uh, the story and the gameplay parts they were showing of the story. They were all going to maps that are in overwatch one. And, They're saying like, you know, showing you like PV stuff to do and that stuff. And they were literally the actual maps.
0: So is this just a horde mode on the current maps?
1: Yes. Which they kind of currently do for some holidays, like Halloween and uh, like the anniversary. They do that already. Hopefully Mm -hmm. this is more in depth. But as soon as they started to like show the map, I'm pretty sure 99% of those points on the map are current maps in Overwatch 1. Uh, which just kind of bummed me out a little, and I'm hoping there's more there. Otherwise, I'm going to just stick with Overwatch 1. Uh, they did announce a new uh, a new mode will be in there, but they weren't really clear on if that new mode for PvP is going to be in the first game or if that's just going to be exclusive to Overwatch 2. They did say that new mode will be in play for Overwatch League next season. Or not next season, when the game comes out, whatever mm-hmm. season that would be, I would assume next season. Uh. So I'm wondering if that mode is going to be the thing that cuts it off. If it's like, oh, you can only play this mode that you see in Overwatch League in Overwatch 2. And that's how they try and get fans to jump over.
0: So based on Blizzard's track record, how confident are you that we think that we're going to see Overwatch 2 on PS4?
1: Um, I think because they said it and because they want it to be backwards compatible with Overwatch 1, I think we will see it on PS4 it's just how fast they release it. If they release it next year, definitely PS4. If they release it 2-3 years down the road, it's there's no way in hell they're bringing it to PS4. Mm-hmm. It's just weird. We know PS5 exists, we know Xbox exists or Xbox whatever it's called, Scarlet or Yeah,
0: the next box.
1: Yeah. We, we know those exist. The fact that they didn't say it is kind of weird. It makes me hopeful that it's out next year and that it's just going to be it's going to beat the new consoles to market. Uh, but Blizzard but at that point in time, it's no,
0: time. it's November. Like, why if it's going to come out in June or July, like why wouldn't you just say it?
1: Because then they can do it BlizzCon next November, and then just be like, overall, yeah. But too. by
0: then, the new consoles are out.
1: Yeah, which is which would be a good time to have a launch game out there. No, I know, but I mean, like, I'm can. saying
0: that they're saying PS4. Yeah. So like, it, you know, like it's that's it's just why I would me. hope
1: it would be from it would be out sooner than the new consoles, yeah. but Blizzard old blizzard take their time uh this new blizzard who activision has just been getting into more and more i don't know if they'll have time uh but yeah i was still excited from the cinematic but yeah. it is going to be a question on whether it is worth me going from overwatch one to overwatch two for a four pve mode based on our right. track record of really good cinematics uh, okay, PVE holiday stuff. Because if it's just the it, holiday stuff, no.
0: And is that PVE mode going to be worth sixty dollars?
1: Yeah, because I already own Overwatch one, so I'll have right. the multiplayer portion of the game. And because the then for characters... me, like I could just
0: go buy Overwatch one if you know, like, like Which right is now $20. if I to. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, unless this thing's going to be like thirty bucks, and it's just going to be like, you know, maybe it's going to run a little bit better or something like that. I mean, it can't run too much better, but
1: cause they have th- to do the compatibility.
0: Right, but I mean I'm I'm really curious about you know like like a game like Call of Duty Modern Warfare that has cross play. Like I know that you're were you know if you opt into it you're facing off against somebody that has better lu- better resolution and better frames than you. Yep. on PC. So Well,
1: I I would imagine uh, cuz Overwatch specifically when it comes to PC, I don't think they'll ever do cross play PC to console just because mm-hmm the meta is completely different because of mouse and keyboard. Like you don't see any of the snipers really on console just because it's just way too slow and doesn't really work well with the aim assist. And on PC, the snipers are in the meta and they're Mm godlike because of the keyboard and mouse that I feel like overwatch especially would just not do well if they went cross play, especially because the PC community is larger on PC as opposed to a call of duty, which the console is going to be the lead platform
0: right yeah so i mean it'll be interesting like i said i watched that eight minute cinematic when i was in the car um and it actually looked really good it, it kind of like was the stuff that kind of intrigued me about overwatch in the first time before i le- found out it was just a pvp only mode which mm-hmm. my gaming habits have changed since overwatch was announced um to where i was like i don't know what that is um but the all the little stories that they would, the little trailers they would show of each of the characters or the heroes, like the that always intrigued me to where I always thought that Overwatch had some type of a, of a campaign. So, nope. it, it having some kind of a campaign is is something that's is, that is intriguing to me. That it would be something that would possibly interest me in playing, and then make and then eventually evolving that to PVP, similar to how my relationship with Destiny was and is in terms of I really like cooperative PVE games. But I will go into PvP when it's when I want to or when it's necessary. Yeah. So. Um, something else that was also slightly rumored and seems kind of interesting and weird at the same time. Uh, we've been talking about some of these uh, companies, uh, you know, services and, you know, like similar to like Xbox Game Pass and PS Now. Um, EA and Steam have reached a deal to uh, cooperate and work together. Yeah. Um, Which is pretty interesting. So EA Access will be something that is purchasable through Steam. And um, Star Wars uh, Jedi Fallen Order, it starts with Jedi Fallen Order this month. November. It'll be available for pre-order on Steam. Um, You still need to make an Origins account. Um, You'll still need to make an Origins account if you get EA Access. Yeah, uh, it sounds like EA Access will be a little bit farther down the road, but this partnership is initially starting with the you know Jedi Fallen Order game. Um, so, I personally think this is very interesting because it's there are some people that think that EA games are only available on console because they don't realize that EA Origin is a thing. Sometimes I know that I with a little bit I'm dabbling into PC gaming, I find it very annoying that i have to open up like separate apps to play games
1: (laughs) i see i i've kind of trained myself not to be annoyed by that just because i know competition is good and i don't like steam having a monopoly
0: okay yeah Um, I'm, i'm weird no you're fine um but i don't you know i see you know from a business standpoint i see how this benefits uh you know easily benefits um EA and Steam, you know, more, more users on, on Steam. And then obviously, you know, purchasing EA, you know, EA products is, is always just a good thing. So I definitely see where that, that aspect is coming from. What are your initial thoughts? Like how would you, is this anything that you think that directly affects you?
1: Um, I, I'm surprised EA didn't make a deal with Epic (laughs) because everyone makes a deal with Epic. Um, yeah, EA, like, Origin doesn't really do sales as well as Steam does. So, getting EA games on Steam sales will probably be very beneficial uh, to a lot of people and myself. Um, I still don't know if EA Access or EA Access Premiere is worth it. Um, but I, I'm not really a fan of, like, the single publisher having their own, like, subscription service. Uh, but... I'm I'm curious to see if uh, so when EA originally left steam uh, back in 2010 uh, they let you transfer your library from steam to origin or at least you know for the games that EA owns uh, there and I don't think they're gonna do that for this uh, mm-hmm. so I'm not, I, I would hope they would have but uh, looks like I don't know. I, part of me wonders if this is EA's way of winding down Origin. Like, see if this goes well. That, that's
0: and, what a lot of people are thinking already.
1: You know, like, it's probably expensive to keep your own service running. And then if their library is limited to EA games and EA games haven't been hitting lately, uh, that this is like them testing the waters and then maybe Epic is next. And then they just close down Origin uh, in like five years.
0: Yeah, I mean it's not – this isn't like an unprecedented step because like um, Ubisoft did this with The Division on the Epic Store. They have their own Uplay store. Uh, Even if you bought the game on the Epic Store, you still had to make a Uplay account to access the game. So it was just more or less that Epic was a, you know, quote-unquote storefront for them. Somewhere else that their game was being advertised and being shown to people that it exists if you were having – maybe you didn't – again, maybe you didn't know that Uplay exists. Mm Mm-hmm. So that would be similar. So you'll see something, you know, um, you'll see, you know, more than likely I'm a Jedi fallen order will show up at the top of the steam charts, like the first week it's out obviously. And then, so customers will see that and then they'll be able to purchase it and download it through there. So it's just more exposure for EA.
1: Yeah. It's more exposure and steam already has like separate deals for big publishers or think people that are going to make them money. So their cut is probably high. Uh, compared to other developers on steam so ea won't be losing a ton of money by doing this uh it'll just be like putting the game on psn or something and the rates are better than psn and xbox for steam uh, for for certain publishers so this can only do ea well i think this it might be the test market of like how well can we do outside of origin um and if the number is big enough maybe origin goes away uh it just depends on like what ea wants to do in their future
0: yeah, it'd be, it could possibly be one less thing to manage without a huge reduction in profit.
1: Yep, and companies are always looking for ways to like cut expenses, and this, this is definitely a way to, for them to do that. Um, especially, they need their games to hit. They haven't had their games really hitting too much, so... Uh, especially with like Star Wars, because I wouldn't be surprised if Disney has a deal where star wars has to be this you know like a certain amount of success needs to happen for the the star wars games um and this is a good way to bolster that by putting it on steam instead of just origin
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah so it'll definitely be interesting to see how any of that plays out so um And something that I think that I pretty much nailed, uh, we're going to move on to the next one, something I think I pretty much nailed right away because I didn't know what kind of game this was or how it was going to be perceived or anything like that, Um, Death Stranding reviews hit over the weekend. Um, I have a couple friends of mine that I know personally that have played and reviewed this game, Um, and I feel like the common mantra that's coming from this is that this game is a pain in the ass to play, but you should still play it.
1: Yes, it has definitely turned into some weird thing where people I've read multiple reviews that are like, this game isn't fun ten out of ten. And
0: <laughs> You're like, what?
1: I'm like, Wait, what? This this is it's gaming. Why why isn't it fun? I, it's definitely it, A lot of people consider it an important game. Uh a lot of people uh feel like it's important for kojima to to make these sorts of games and it is important to, in terms of him being able to express himself and just make weird shit because i love weird shit but holy crap the reviews were so all over the place i just weren't wasn't expected it like right now it's evened out a little bit more to where like it's a 84 on metas uh, on metacritic which isn't which is really good but that first day reviews were all over the place and places you thought were going to give it a high score, gave it a middling score places you thought would give it a bad score or given it a high score. It's kind of all over the place and made me question whether I'm going to spend money day one to get it. Uh, but I feel like I need to, it just scares me because I heard people saying like, mm, it's one of those games that like maybe by the, the t- 20th or 30th hour, it's not, not good. And then it gets slightly better, but then,
0: yeah, I've heard like an eight to thirteen hour window, like to where it used like start doing things, and then almost like, and again, I don't understand the gameplay aspect of it, but nobody does. Um, where you know, pl- you know, plus eight hours is where you might maybe get your first weapon.
1: Yeah, which I don't mind that, but it sounds like you really aren't doing much before that i'm i'm just so confused by this game uh obviously we're too new to to get it for a review uh but i might pick it up i don't know yet like every time i read a review like maybe let me let me read this review or let me listen to this podcast to try and make sense of it all and it's definitely one of those things i just have to pick up for myself like i I, this might be one of those weird ones where reviews kind of don't don't matter to a certain extent It's weird. I don't know. But if any, like, this seems like the perfect Kojima game. Because Kojima seems like the dude that he would read a 3 out of 10 and be like, fuck yeah, nailed it. (laughs) Like, he seems like he would be down for, like, a low score if it confused the hell out of the writer. And maybe that's what it's meant to do. Like, it's just, it's not for everyone, clearly but I'm just fascinated by it, but I just don't know if I want to... Like, It sounds like it's a long game, too.
0: Yeah, like 50 uh, hours?
1: Yeah, so it's just... And the people that finished it, that I know finished it, at the end of it, they came up being like, eh, or still confused, and...
0: Yeah, like the ending, you know, like they, they weren't really supposed to... Um talk about i mean anything like past like the third chapter or anything like that like they're Mm -hmm. still kind of underneath a like a little bit of an embargo um but it sounds like the way that the game ends might not be worth the time investment that people feel that they put into it and i always have a problem with that because it's like you're you're telling somebody how to end the story that they wrote yeah i don't like the way you did this so this is you know like When I review games, I try to look at it from the perspective of maybe what they were trying to accomplish, and I never really tried to ding somebody for story or the way a game ended or how they wanted to to put their quote-unquote bow on it and what they wanted to finish. Um, It was always more or less, how did the game run? How did it work? How did it play? You know, like, that was always factors for me, not... I was annoyed because I wanted to go to the right and you made me go to the left.
1: Yeah, one thing I try to try to stay out of doing in a review is being like, "Well, I would have," and like I feel like that's not helpful at all. Of just like, "Oh, you know what they should have done." Anytime I read that in a review, it just—I've probably written stuff like that in the past, but. It's definitely one of those things when I read another review and I see them being like, well, maybe if they did this, it would be better. And if it's not a mechanical thing of just like, oh, maybe if they change the button layout, if it's like, oh, they should have did the story this way, that bothers me.
0: What sounds like is really, really cool in this game, though, is this social aspect that's there, but it's not really a social aspect. So as you're progressing through these terrains and things like that, you're going to come into areas that are More challenging to traverse. Mm -hmm. And apparently, you can put ladders up and you can build zip lines and you can build things to help players later on traverse these areas. And they are able to, players that use your structures that you build are able to like give you like a thumbs up or a like. Mm -hmm. And that gives you more currency to therefore do other things you know upgrade other things and the yeah. currency is similar to what you earn as well for delivering something like undamaged
1: yeah it it, it the the some of the multiplayer aspects just kind of remind me of it's i it's like a, it's an expansion of like the dark souls demon souls like leaving hints for other people it's some of that where you can see other people's trails and how they did mm-hmm. stuff and find other like
0: like a ghost mode in a racing game.
1: Yeah, yeah, it feels like it's it's like an expansion of of that type of idea. Uh, I I definitely need to play this game, but as I was reading reviews, it was like, do I need to play this game the day it comes out, or do I wait three weeks for Black Friday and hope it's part of the sales? Because like Target is doing like a a buy, buy two, two get, get one. one free, yeah. but Death Stranding's excluded, like in the fine print. <laughs> so, so that immediately ruined my plans because there's like a bunch of other games that I want to play, especially a small, uh, there's a lot of small indie games that I want to play Uh, right now. But it's like, okay, do I get these two or three games or do I take the chance on Death Stranding? Um, Though it's a part of GameStop, which GameStop's doing that thing they did for Days Gone. The You have 48 hours to love it or like yeah. return You're, it. For,
0: what are you going to do, play it straight?
1: But I feel like if I do like a twelve-hour marathon, I would probably get an idea of whether it's worth doing the rest of the game.
0: Doesn't sound like it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. If it's weird enough in those first twelve hours, that will definitely be enough for me to continue. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. Hopefully, we'll, we'll find out next week if I'm like, "Hey, I played Death Stranding," right? Or if I say, "Hey, I played Aladdin." Lion King remasters yeah
0: for those of you that that most of you may or may not know this um Michael will just probably just fall under peer pressure with two or three of his friends buy it he'll just buy it
1: I did it for Red Dead Redemption (laughs) 2 but that didn't really work out because I still haven't finished that
0: Uh, but if your buddies or any of your coworkers like pick this game up and are having it in their hands while they're at work and talking about it you're gonna have a problem finishing that day
1: no no the problem is everyone that uh Like, my coworkers know I do uh, a video game podcast. They've been asking me for, like, the last three months, like, what the fuck is Death Stranding? And each time I'm like, I don't know. Norman Reedus drinks Monster Energy drinks. That's all I know. There's a baby in a jar. Conan O'Brien is in the game.
0: You can pee on things.
1: (laughs) You can pee on things. But don't look at Norman Reedus while he's naked or he'll punch you. God, I need to get this game.
0: (laughs) All right. Um, What we're planning and watching. Um, for me, it's very short. I traveled to, to a couple college visits or a one college visit with my daughter, the college that she's going to. She went down there to meet with her professor. It's also where my son goes. uh, Not the same college, but close. Um, So it's a six hour drive. So that was my Friday, Saturday and Sunday was um, was doing that and um the other stuff pretty much last week was preparing this (laughs) this took Uh, a lot of
1: time like (laughs) i was looking back in my week and i'm just like man i spent like an off day working on the website stuff and then like two three days is panicking about social media
0: yeah so um so I really didn't play very much. I played just like you know, I just dabbled with Destiny. Like, like to be honest with you, I played a little bit of Destiny and like during loading screens because they're terribly long on consoles. On Destiny, I was working on other things um, for this. So like, just but like the launch is out of the way, um, and I'm very confident in terms of our time to to game and develop content and things like that will will increase a little bit. Um, You know, like, I had a little bit of uh, anxiety about the launch and things like that. But, overall, I had a a really good weekend spending it with uh, my family. I got a great – I got a chance to see my son, Um, my oldest son. I haven't seen him in uh, a little over two months, two and a half months. So, that was good to see him. He'll be home again on holiday break pretty soon. Um, And just kind of talking to him about some stuff and it doesn't – you know, because he's – you know, 20 year old kid and i was trying to you know usually i try to get a gist of what's going on in the dorms and stuff like that with games it doesn't seem like where he goes is, is a huge gaming area or or the people that he's running with because i was curious of like feelings of call of duty and you know like and all that stuff with modern warfare coming out because like that used to be a big deal like call of duty day used to be like a big deal like in at least amongst you know certain people and things like that so i always try to get you know the basis of what's going on um So, yeah, unfortunately, I didn't really watch a lot of stuff. It's just preparing Digital Days Gaming, uh, working on some of the logos, doing the stuff that Michael was saying. Um, keeping it quiet but still t- being very tentative of setting everything up so it was all ready to go at the time that we wanted it to launch the YouTube channel the twitch channel the Twitter um, and just like just hoping that somebody just didn't randomly search this
1: <laughs> yeah having to upload the podcast like four days before we lo- we announced so we can be up on apple was a little strange or just like man i'm just putting this website out there and then hopefully no one stumbles <laughs> upon it or yeah. like
0: surprise yeah so but I, I think launch went off pretty well without with without any crazy hitches or anything like that we learned a couple things you know nothing nothing too crazy bitly screws up with uh, patreon doesn't like it so. yeah
1: like i was able to get it to work but uh one of my uh one of my bitly's was broken uh yeah. luckily because something happened to dave with a bitly i double and triple checked mine totally <laughs> one was broken if i would have hit
0: Polish. yeah so. um uh, but how yeah, was your I mean, halloween cold and wet uh, i mean it took owen my four-year-old trick-or-treating he lasted about 40 minutes he got a good amount of candy because there wasn't a ton of people out there so he was getting the the two or three handfuls of candy <laughs> at the couple houses we went to and he's four what so Fortnite to...
1: character did he go as
0: Uh, he went as batman so okay that's a Fortnite
1: character now i believe so it works <laughs> out
0: um so he's not you know super into any of that um and then i didn't it was the weather was terrible here so um i did not see uh i didn't get a chance to really look at a lot of costumes and things like that to see what was you know what was going on because even if they had a costume on they had like an umbrella over their head and a jacket on so
1: yeah we had a uh, ice storm basically ice yeah. rain
0: i had to scrape my car for the first time this quote-unquote fall winter in kentucky i haven't had, I had to scrape to... it in michigan but i had to scrape <laughs> it in kentucky
1: i had to throw on my doc martens man i was just like i couldn't wear my my gym shoes i had to take out the the boots because <laughs> of the ice and no because it kind of hit us out of nowhere no one shoveled or had salt ready so it was just taking like heavy baby steps on the sidewalk and hoping that i didn't crack my head open when i fell uh, it was brutal uh yeah.
0: Um so that is it for me for playing and watching. Um what about you? Uh
1: so uh me and uh Sarah, uh she's playing through Dragon Age, the first one. Um so I'm watching a lot of Dragon Age. Um which is actually a really good story. Uh the gameplay is a little bit rough just because we're playing it on a PS3 and it came out in the era when PS3 games were like broken inherently broken like the, the the xbox ports were always better so watch uh watching a like ps3 game in 2019 and er- like an early ps3 game is kind of rough but overall the game like the story still ho- holds up pretty well uh she wants to run me through all three uh dragon age games so then i could probably be disappointed when dragon age 4 comes out and bioware continues their bioware streak that they have going right now of broken games uh so looking forward to that uh hopefully Bioware can pull it all together uh by the time the fourth game comes out uh and then a majority of my time when I wasn't worrying about launching and the website was uh playing Modern Warfare uh I was off uh for most of Saturday so I was able to sit down and uh get through most of the campaign and then today I finished it up uh really I have mixed feelings about the campaign Uh, not surprising. I always have mixed feelings when it comes to games like this. Uh, it's, it's a good Call of Duty campaign. Uh, I feel like sometimes they punch above their weight class, uh, (laughs) with some of the story stuff they want to do. Like there's some controversial stuff in the game as there always is. I, I, and like most of the time, I don't know if they quite nail it or, you know, maybe they shouldn't have attempted it. Uh, you know, like, I don't know, uh, light spoiler, uh, being waterboarded. And then having to like move my head away from the water, I don't know if that's very fun. And I don't know. I I know it's not supposed to be fun, uh, but I don't know if it's executed well enough to where I, afterwards I was just like, what the fuck were they just making me do? Uh, there's there's story stuff like that, but from a gameplay perspective, it's still really good gameplay. It's a really good action movie, like blockbuster, uh, type of game it isn't as bombastic as previous call of duty games but we're talking about like this is like a reboot of the first game like a like a reimagining or not even reimagining just a full-on reboot where it's like captain price is here but it's not necessarily the same captain price it was in the first game uh there is a, a huge escalation between modern warfare 2 and then 3 uh so this is definitely the first in probably a new trilogy that will escalate into the bombastic craziness that it was before. Um, so it is definitely one of those things that I I, I enjoyed my experience with it, um, and it was overall pretty good. I just don't know if it was amazing or great. Mm-hmm. I like I just finished it, so I probably need a little bit of time to reflect upon like everything that I saw. Uh, and then um, played a little bit more multiplayer. I still really can't get into uh, the ground war stuff. I think it's just too chaotic, and the map design isn't great. That's the Battlefield 32 versus
0: 32
1: mm-hmm. uh, mode. Uh, so I've just been sticking to this like classic multiplayer because it's so good. I I loved like the stripped down mechanics, uh, like the classic play style that this game brings. Uh, with the refinements and the gameplay. Uh, so I've just been playing, like, that's been taking over my free time. Uh, just because those matches are so much shorter. Like, Overwatch is usually my go-to, but an Overwatch game could be, like, 20 minutes. And in that 20-minute period, I can get, like, two or three death matches in in Call of Duty.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. So
1: it's just been, that's been, like, my go-to. Uh, pretty consistently. Uh, but... Uh, overall I'm, I'm just really enjoying that and then I have like a stack of games that I want to get through like uh I plan to play outer worlds because I downloaded it from game pass uh, I have to decide soon whether I'm gonna buy after party and Aladdin or if I'm gonna buy uh death stranding so there's a chance I could have a lot of stuff to talk about next week especially now that we have the launch out of the way because uh, that 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 was eating uh, a lot more time than I expected it to um, So, like, I'm hoping, uh, Dave, you you got uh, Modern Warfare now as well, correct? I do. Yeah, so I'm hoping uh, you can get through the campaign and then we can go over a little bit more detail. uh, Some of the stuff, because there's stuff I want to talk about in the game, but I don't really want to spoil it for you. And I feel like we can have, like, a good discussion if we break down the story uh, in a little bit more depth. Uh, And then hopefully we can do some of the co-op, because the co-op has been broken as hell for me, like... load up and fall through the map broken uh, which has been pretty frustrating i know they put a patch out uh friday or saturday they put out a patch and i think it was to address some of that stuff uh but hopefully uh me and you can have success just because i've been trying to play with strangers and it's been pretty broken so i'm hoping uh, now that you have the game
0: yeah i get heard, something I, together i heard there's a mode i think it's the spec ops mode which is exclusive to ps4 is that is that the right is that the right mode spec ops
1: uh yeah yeah uh special yeah. like i heard
0: that is like hard as hell if you're not with a coordinated if you're not with a, a non-match made team
1: it it might be like super difficult it's just been kind of broken for me so i haven't really been able to try it too often okay um so hopefully if we get a squad together it would be yeah there's functional. a handful of people i know that have the game so yeah. we
0: can definitely get something going for sure yeah. uh um, but
1: that that's kind of it for me um uh, halloween was just kind of like destroyed by weather but i worked that day anyways uh so we just had like uh, a friend over me and sarah had a friend over and we just like watched random scary movies um and it's just been a lot of dragon age and uh call of duty uh which is weird it's like i'm living in the past because i'm playing uh, <laughs> call of duty and watching dragon age uh but hopefully either next week i'll be talking about cool indie games and re- weird remasters or Death Stranding and being very confused and probably frustrating Dave as I try and explain Death Stranding. Uh, but, yeah, that, that's it for me for, for playing and watching.
0: Yeah. Um, hopefully, like, for me, like, I plan to go see um, – I've got a couple more days off work. Um, I plan to go see, like, the new Terminator movie this week. I'll just go to, like, my local theater at, like, 10 o'clock in the morning. It's, like, five bucks. Um, and then I'll play Modern Warfare – Um, you know and things like that Uh, I'll play a little bit more Destiny there's some stuff going on with Destiny I had a bunch of content that released last week um, but I don't want to necessarily bore you guys with that stuff I think that I'm going to because we can do this um, partially because of the podcast services that we use and things like that compared to previous uh, practices um, I may just try to do my own Destiny rants without Michael and just Mm -hmm. upload it and that way if you guys want to listen to it you can if you don't you don't Um, versus it being like you know in the middle of a podcast i love that game but i i do respect the fact that not everybody does and not everybody cares about it as much as i do and therefore i think if i do something separate for you guys and that if you want to it's there and if you don't it's not so yeah um and that could definitely be something that evolves more onto you know individual features of what him and i or michael and i are passionate about that maybe we want a you know 15 minute rant about something you know but um one of the things that we we both are very passionate about is uh, questions and interacting with the community. So we put some stuff up on the Facebook group that we have now. And by the way, that Facebook group is live. You can search Digital Days Gaming. I sent an invite to a lot of people, um, but I can only send invites to you if you're friends with me on Facebook. I did get a lot of friend requests on Facebook over the last month or so, but I'm sure that I, that's not everybody. So I believe you can search the group and then you can uh, request to join. And then uh, once you request to join, we can approve you. Uh, that group is... in. Interactive group I hope uh, lately the last couple of days it seems to be me posting a, a couple of things but there's been some things in there but the Facebook group is there for you guys um, and I hope that it can be something that grows and evolves into you guys giving us topics that you want us to talk about um, posting new stories in there that maybe are interesting and you it, it would spark a discussion with the community. Um, and then we also have a Facebook page that you can like where we will more than likely post the, hey, do you have questions or you know we're live, we're doing this in terms of things that would show up on your news feed versus you individually going into a group similar to how Twitter works. Um, and then our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash digital days gaming. Um, I think right now you have to click directly on a link. Or search Digital Days Gaming and you'll find episode one where then you can subscribe to it. I don't think that the channel itself shows up as a search until we get three videos live. Um, and then Twitch. So uh, twitch.tv slash Digital Days Gaming. Um, we're on the road to affiliation right now. So there are some benchmarks that we have to hit to get an affiliation. We've I've seen a couple of you guys give feedback that you would like to support us through affiliations. Um, Then that's great. And that's awesome. Uh, The easiest way that what we need from you guys right now that that is most important is a follow. Um, We need to hit a certain number of follows in order to check a box. So if you can follow us, that would be greatly appreciated. If you could tell somebody else just to follow us even if you tell somebody to follow us and turn notifications off at this point in time, I would love for people to watch our streams and stuff like that. But the, I ultimately, I understand that maybe it just could be a friend of yours that you're saying, Hey, help us out or, you know, or anything like that. But, um, we'll worry about the next step after affiliation. Once we get affiliation, that's, that would be a long-term goal, but I would, I would love to see us get our affiliation before the beginning of the year, before Christmas. Like that would be a, a goal that I would have for us. Um, to help in terms of giving you guys more things that you can offer.
1: Yeah. Um, That's all Dave wants for Christmas. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, um, and then you can even like, if we are streaming, you can open up the, you know, you can open up the tab and just leave it open and mute it if you want. Like that's something that's really nice. Um, so that helps tremendously as well. Um, but questions. So we want you guys to send us questions. Um, so previous Companies that we were with, we had a hashtag. I don't know if we're gonna have a hashtag. Um, there's D D G is uh, something that does exist, um, and I didn't. What's the? I, I think I understand the wrestling wrestling reference. It's Diamond Dallas Page, right?
1: Yeah, someone realized that our uh, the acronym for the Twitter feed or our Twitter is D D P, which unintentional, completely unintentional. Yeah. I was a WWF guy, not a WCW guy, but I'll take it. I will take
0: Di- it. Digital days gaming was too long for Twitter. Yeah. So that's why it became Digital Days Pot. So And Digital Days exists somewhere else. Um especially like I know that there's other things that it exists for. But anyways, digital days gaming. So we got a question from Stefan, uh, that I think that Michael and I decided that we wanted to kind of just get out right away. Uh put it on the table and get it out. So Stefan on Facebook goes, What made you guys Uh, set off on your own so uh, for me um uh, set off is i think a bad term my exit from ps nation was abrupt and sudden um not planned not expected um some you know something happened that i decided that i had a i i was time to move on and i we did We, we we parted ways um I've been calling it creative differences. Um, so I had creative differences with with PS Nation. Um, so that's that's why I stopped. So and I'll let Michael do his say what he wants to say, and then we'll, I'll pick back up in a second.
1: Yeah. Uh, for me, uh, after Dave's exit, um, it just was one of those things where it's just like uh, it's been a very dramatic year uh, for for being over there. Uh, so the idea of, like, going through another co-host uh, definitely didn't sound like it would be great for me. Uh, I, I didn't like the way other things happened, and I did want to continue there uh, under those circumstances. And the, just in general, like, th- I think the, the more important thing of why I left, though, is kind of, like, creative freedom in terms of just, like, having control over what I create um, and, like, building up something on my own or building something up with Dave um like it definitely wasn't planned i mean if it was planned we would have had digital days gaming like up the next day ready to go (laughs) like it took us uh
0: it was more uh, or less uh, i left um and then a couple of days later you know michael was talking to me trying to at that time before i left trying to convince me to not leave yeah and then it it went down to where i was like okay i'm done and then a couple of days later he's like you know what i don't think that i want to you know and i don't mean to speak for you but i don't think i want to go forward you know yeah, i no. was like i respect yeah. that i understand that i you know and then after he had decided to leave you know we stay in touch and it was kind of one of those things where him and i work really well together i enjoy yeah. i enjoy working with michael i enjoyed working with josh as well and josh was one a long time ago that i was tentative about we'll get to him in a minute <laughs> <laughs> um but uh you know I was t- I was very concerned about that because on you know initially on paper Josh and I didn't get along um well before I was on a podcast with him yeah um you know and but Michael and I have even before we were podcasting together we randomly would play some games together um, he he hates it but I raided with him and he's like I'm done with this game in destiny
1: just cause it just cuz it took like 3 hours to do it and like it wasn't because it was difficult it was cuz people kept fucking up
0: yeah so, but I mean, and we, we, you know, we've uh, shared a room together at E3, you know, you know, the last couple, I mean, more than a room, them. Dave, We yeah. shared <laughs> a bed together. <laughs> um, we did our, we did the VR review event together in Milwaukee, you know, and things like that. So like Michael and I are, are very good friends um, and, and we work well together. We have good banter. He challenges me. I challenge him. So the, us working together again, just seemed to fit. Yeah, um, And yeah, we 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 did have a a, a good rhythm going.
1: So. Yeah, especially uh, we were getting a lot of feedback towards the end of our run of like you guys have really hit your stride and like everything was kind of coming together after having you know Josh's exit kind of like threw us for a loop uh, and like threw us a little bit off course. But we finally hit a rhythm and it almost felt like a waste of us building up a new rhythm to just be like, all right, fuck it, done dave will go off and do something and i'll try and rebuild again uh so i was just like no it's just better off to just me and dave can work together uh me and him have the same kind of goals for what we want to do and uh dave left for creative differences i'm i just wanted to start my own thing and have creative control so that kind of gelled well together uh and having a two-man operation is just like easier you know like I, I don't think we're going to grow beyond two people or at least in, uh, for the, the near future. Uh, cause it gets complicated when you have like a bunch of people, you know? Uh, so this is a nice streamlined, simple thing to do. All
0: right. All right. So thank you for that question, Stefan. And then Noe uh, will P- at PJF Josh ever show up on your podcast. I miss that dude. Um, so at PJF Josh is Josh Langford, former, uh, we had a, a three-man show on PS Nation for a little while, and um, I would love to, to move forward from this and not have to talk about PS Nation on a regular basis, so yeah. that's why we're trying to get it out in front and over with. Um, Josh is 100% welcome on this show whenever he wants to be on this show. Um, I know for a fact that Josh is enjoying his time right now um, with his family and and working through some things and and getting some things taken care of. He is still doing some extra life stuff. So if you look at our Twitter feed, I, if you don't follow Josh, you should, and um, definitely check out his extra life stream. He's got one more day. Um, I think by yeah, the time we release this podcast, yeah, we got a. So when this podcast releases, he'll have another day, like within the next two days, um, over that weekend. So you should definitely check that out and donate to that if at all possible. And there is an open seat for Josh here anytime that he wants. Uh, he yeah. will be... I, I feel like he'll be the go, go-to um, substitute if one of us has to miss for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, hopefully it's not me, though, because I, I literally have all the images in the, in the stream and everything like that, which I'm sure I can get to Michael, but hopefully it doesn't happen in the near future.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully it... <laughs> Yeah, you know, oh. we don't do that, Dave. Yeah. Hopefully.
0: <laughs> yeah. But um I would love to see Josh on the show at least three times a year. You know?
1: Yeah, no, I I I've already reached out to Josh a couple times, um especially like when we when everything went down. I I did like feel out Josh a little bit in terms of like, "Hey man, how's it going?" but he sounds like very happy. Turns out when you don't have to be a an editor and a podcast host. You have a lot of free time, so he's enjoying his free time, spending it with his kids. Uh, so, um, but he's definitely I I do want to hopefully have him on at least before the end of the year, and like Dave said, hopefully a couple times a year. Uh, whether that's just like a one-off podcast or if it's just a regular episode, uh, I wouldn't mind check-ins uh, with Josh Langford. Uh, <laughs> maybe he, you know, we get find out where he is on stargate because i'm sure he's rewatching it right now uh so it's definitely uh, there's an open invitation to josh and I, I i'm pretty sure we can we can get josh as a, a guest if he hasn't like lost his microphone yeah
0: i just had to set, set the image up for three cameras and i don't even know if i can do that
1: oh, oh damn <laughs> okay non-live episodes will have josh
0: yeah um and then so bill writes um on Twitter, uh, can you can you two see next gen games taking more advantage of companion apps on phones/slash tablets to enhance the experience? Um, go ahead. Um, I think we might be done with that.
1: I think a- we might agree. be done with it. So. Uh, they tried it during the PS3, if I remember correctly, with a couple games. And then they tried it again, PS4. I remember Ubisoft was big on it with, like, Watch Dogs and I think another game. And it didn't work out. So I think we might be over with it. I'm yeah, so like happy.
0: Knack had, like, a Match 3 game or something like that that, like, unlocked mm-hmm. components in the game. Um, so, but yeah, I think the days of, like, an app integrating with something are um, are done in terms of using it maybe as an inventory tool like destiny has the ability on like on pc and on their app to actually like move armor and weapons around um like so you don't have to necessarily like go to your vault every time like i think something like that as an as a, as a possible enhancement can work um but in terms of something that where like mean, i even think like battlefield had like the commander mode that you could like Command your team like on your iPad or on your tablet, and that just didn't seem to go over very well.
1: Yeah, uh, I can still see it being used for like Jackbox games and like party games because it just makes sense to use yeah your phone. But then I almost feel like
0: that's a control. That's a yeah. I was gonna say that's a controller. That's not an enhancement.
1: Yeah, uh, but definitely like the commander mode stuff or like how. The multiplayer for watchdogs are supposed to work a little bit where people can affect all the card lights and like they kind of playing co-op with you. Uh I think that's done. It has to be. Uh because you can play full games on your phone now more than you could have back then. So I think if
0: Yeah, instead of Call of Duty making a game that's compatible with their PS4 or Xbox version of their game, they just make a mobile game.
1: Yeah, they just make call they of duty. They make a duty really good mobile. mobile game. Apparently, yeah. they <laughs> So there's definitely uh, other things they could put their development time into. So hopefully, though we say this now and then in like March of GDC, they pull out their phone for the PlayStation 5 reveal or whatever. And they are just like, and you can do this. It's like, no, hopefully, hopefully it's I, over.
0: I would love to see. And it, it seemed like it worked really well for a little while and then it kind of went by the wayside. But I like the ability that I could turn my PlayStation on with the PS4 app. Like if I was away from it, mm, yeah, and you could like kick certain things off, you know. And I, I know they kind of like more or less move towards the remote play, like the the phones now have like a remote play app and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I I still really like the ability to like when destiny gets an update or a game gets an update and you want to play it when you get home and you're like oh shoot the patch launched and i turn my console off or it's in rest mode and even when it's in rest mode sometimes it doesn't do what it says it's going to do and like look for the update like when you get home you turn you turn it on and wake it up and it's like oh it has a an update and then the copying takes an eternity um i would love to see like something like that in terms of you know my ability to see like what my system is doing when i'm not in front of it
1: yeah, I, I mean, I, I use my phone to, like, kick off downloads to my primary console, uh, mm-hmm. though sometimes I forget which one is my primary console, and then I'm very disappointed when I get home, <laughs> and I realize that, oh, I kicked it to the living room, and I wanted to kick it to my monitor, uh, but yeah, I, I can see console integration with, with like, features, uh, but I I think games are done with it, or at least I hope they are, because I, I didn't really like companion apps for for games uh just because it's like just put everything in the game like and everything was in the game but like i just don't see myself looking at my phone while i'm playing the game if the game's good enough my phone is like away and off
0: correct yeah to the point of where when somebody calls you you get annoyed
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah because that's a problem if i if i'm if i'm pulling out my phone i'm gonna be like oh there's a twitter notification or uh let me look at facebook and that Taking away,
0: away from the, the experience yep. yep. so. alright so those are the questions that we got sent in for this week so again feel free to just tweet a question at us uh, make a question in the Facebook group post a question on the like page um, ask a question in the YouTube comments anywhere like that um, again like we talked about I just want to uh, emphasize the Twitch just a little bit um, the plan is going to be once we get our schedules a little bit more um, fleshed out is that Michael will have days that he can stream games on stream on primarily and i'll have days that i stream primarily on as an example mine could be like tuesday thursday saturday and michael's would be monday wednesday friday and then sunday would be streamed uh podcast day yeah um so that's kind of just a tentative thing it might end up being a monday tuesday friday thing for me who knows like it just could depend on the schedules but that way for you guys as, as as viewers and listeners that you know like oh like there's a stream firing up monday night 95 percent of the time it's dave you know yeah i don't i don't want to watch that crap all right so i'm not going to watch it so or if and then if it ends up being on a wednesday it's like oh this is michael's day he plays you know he's he's into a game right now that i'm really into i want to see what he's streaming and then you yeah. know you know so that's the goal there uh, again we just really would I we need those follows on twitch um to help us to grow into to another way to monetize um and then our patreon as well um uh, we've already got a couple patrons thank you guys so much patrons patrons sorry patrons we've already got a couple patrons so we really appreciate that that was definitely uh unexpected right away um and then also we want feedback on it on on patreon like look at it see if it's something that you see that you think that you might want to do and if it's uh if it's not like that's okay uh, you, you downloading the podcast and interacting on the Twitch channels and, um, interacting with us on Twitter and stuff like that is definitely more than enough. But I would also, we would also be curious as to maybe why is it too much? Is it not enough? Is it not a cool enough reward? What would you like to see from it? It can be in a, in an evolving and growing process. Um, it's, to To see how that that grows, we tried to keep it pretty condensed um, into a certain dollar amount. Um, under ten dollars was very important to both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but if that's something that you know maybe you're looking for more, like we can definitely have a conversation if you're looking for more. Um, but if you don't think that there's enough value to it, like let us know, and then we can you know we can gather some feedback and we can always make adjustments. The cool thing about Patreon is that Michael or myself can change it whenever we want. Um, and still like the goal will be to still hit the marks of what, you know, what we expect to deliver. So if, you know, even if it's one person that wants an early access to the podcast, like we'll make it happen because that's what our, that's the expectation we laid out. So the other thing that we're going to go over uh, quickly is just the, our spotlight. Um, and our spotlight is like what we're looking you know, what's on the horizon for us or, or what's really grabbing our attention right now. So I'm going to kick it back over to Michael for that
1: okay so uh this week as we're doing this live uh death stranding is definitely on my list of what i'm looking forward to uh but actually a game that i know for sure i'm gonna pick up is after party which is a game from the developers of Oxenfree. uh i'm looking forward to playing that it's a game i've been kind of excited about just because i like the concept it's two people find themselves in hell uh and they need to get out of it and there's a lot of drinking and like partying involved in it apparently uh so i'm looking uh forward to finally getting a chance to to play that i'm definitely probably gonna buy that this week um but if you're listening to this on friday uh what i'm looking forward to next week the week of the 10th is uh pokemon sword and shield because uh, i could talk about nintendo games now uh so i, I i'm looking forward Lord help us all Yep, I'm looking forward to that. Because uh, I have a secret shame. I've never actually finished a Pokemon game. I've played every Pokemon game, uh, except maybe the last one or two, but I've never been able to finish one. I'm hoping that this one will be one that I can finish. I just always get too deep into them, but then get thrown off uh, and distracted, never like see it to the finish line and roll credits. Uh, so I'm hoping to do that with Pokemon uh, Sword and Shield, especially... Uh, I play the Switch more than I ever played like my DS or my Game Boy, uh, just because the convenience of just docking it and playing it on ho- at home is really, really important to me now lately. Especially I was mostly playing in handheld, but now that I'm, uh, I'm in a new apartment, have a nice like living room setup, I, I find myself docking the Switch. So I'm looking forward to Pokemon Sword and uh, Shield, which is out on the uh, 15th. Dave, you got anything about um- it?
0: I don't have anything directly like that. I'm looking forward to like next week. I mean, obviously I'm looking forward to the streaming for you guys and, and, digging into call of duty modern warfare. Um, but the thing that intrigued me the most that I realized, like I, I saw this hit my Twitter feed, uh, like last week and I was disappointed, but then I was like, wait, I don't need to be disappointed now. Um, so dark siders Genesis. Oh yeah. Um, I really, really liked that game when I saw it at E3. um, And they kept saying 2019, 2019, 2019. And I'm like, okay, I haven't heard anything about this. And then, you know, sure enough, a tweet shows up. And the tweet was that it's coming to consoles in February of 2020. And I was like, oh, that sucks. It's coming to PC in December.
1: Oh, yeah. It's coming.
0: uh... Like December 5th, I want to say.
1: And it's not Stadia exclusive or anything, right?
0: No. So I can play that. and i get to play it on pc and you know like it's one of those things where you know i was again like you said like talking about nintendo games and things like that like looking at pc like i mentioned last week of like when steam runs a sale now or something's you know discounted like i might be more apt to pull the trigger and play different games like i need to force myself to broaden my horizons like i've got you know a handful of games on games pass downloaded that i haven't played yet i want to play outer worlds i want to play gears 4 i want to play gears 5 um you know uh void bastards like you mentioned i I was checking out a couple things for that so for me like the thing that's like the most intriguing to me is that is the the ability to, to choose again um and not that we couldn't choose before but we had a we had a job that was focused on a particular platform and so like when something like that happens like it's crazy yeah, like yeah. to where it's like, oh man, I would have to, you know, I, I, I'm still not used to having the gaming PC to where it doesn't like always register in my head, like, oh, like you know, because I got so used to being a console person my entire life, and now for to to check something out on PC, like I even forget that I have Destiny on PC if I want to play it, so. That is what I'm looking forward to the most. So again, I mentioned it last week, um, and I know as our viewership and listenership is is increasing. Like, if there are games that are on PC that you guys think are like must plays that I may have, may probably haven't played, let me know. Tweet at me. Tweet at you know at you know, tweet at me directly at Good Dave Hunt. Uh, tweet at you know uh, the the main account at Digital Days Pod. Um, say it on Facebook, say it on the Facebook group uh, any of that stuff. So uh, you can even tweet it at Michael and he'll tell me. So <laughs> Michael's yep. is at, at the first MJC. So um, I think that's it for this week. Do you got anything else?
1: Uh, no uh, that's that's it. Uh, there's a lot of games that I, I want to get to get to this week. Uh, so this week will be a little lighter. Uh, but that yeah, that's pretty much it. Thanks for all the support everyone that's uh, subscribing to us on the various platforms. Uh, you can subscribe to podcasts. Uh, please uh, share uh, the podcast with your friends. You know, any retweets on Twitter, shares on Facebook uh, help a lot. Yeah. Visibility
0: uh, especially... is huge at this point in time. Like yes. right now for us. Yeah. Anybody They're... getting their eyes on what we're producing is is a huge help. So if you're not able to, to be a Patreon and you're not able to, ha- you know, when we become affiliated, if you're not able to support us, like just sharing the show, sharing the Facebook page or sharing the Twitter account, all that stuff is huge
1: yeah uh especially we, we we we're we're building again uh so we we need to to get the word out uh and our Twitter accounts are only like so big so uh, any yeah. anything outside of that our personal bubbles uh will help uh, a lot and it's greatly appreciated.
0: feedback too like if you if you like the live streams if you don't like the live streams if you're you know like if you like the youtube videos if you don't like the youtube videos like i didn't even think about it but then all of a sudden like on friday when i was my wife was driving a car and i get a youtube notification like i haven't got a youtube notification ever and i was like wait we're getting we're getting youtube notifications i'm like oh people are commenting on the video i go this is cool (laughs) yes so thank you guys like it's 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 humbling and it also like drives me to, to think more and and to like, you know, what else can we do to, to produce interesting content for you? It's, we mentioned it last week, but it's 2019. Like you guys seeing us, it it can't just be turn the red light on and just watch things happen. Like it's getting out there, showing what we're going to do, building the community, interacting with you guys and and making a, building a brand. But we want to build the brand with you.
1: Yes. So
0: so thanks. (laughs) Thanks. That's a long word long long way for me to say I appreciate it. So I hope everyone has an awesome week. Play all the games that you can with your kids, with your with your significant other or by yourself. Just have a great time. Yeah. Talk to you guys next week.
1: Yeah. See you guys next week.